feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Walking and lying and switching and turning. Boy, is the Biden administration squirming tonight. And that is because they are trying to talk out of both sides of their mouth. You were here with me last night when the news was breaking that indeed they are putting at least 20 miles of a border wall in South Texas. And I remember when the news broke, I was with you when we got the word. And all of us here on the Rita Cosby Show were like, wait, 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 wait. I thought it was almost a misprint when Alejandro Mayorkas put out the word that there was a dire need and there were so many issues happening and that there was a flood of illegal migration happening in particularly this particular area of South Texas that they had no choice but to basically build the wall. And in fact, here's what Alejandro Mayorkas said in this memo. This is a Homeland Security Secretary memo saying, quote, there is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States. That's a direct quote from Alejandro Mayorkas. So he was saying there's such an influx of migrants coming in that we have no choice but to build, at least in this particular sector, a border wall, essentially. And guess what? In the last few hours, he said, you know, um, we're forced to do it, that we have to do it by law. They are caving to political pressure because Democrats now including the Democratic mayor of New York and including the Democratic mayor of Chicago, which is the left of the left of the left, and also the governor of Illinois. A number of these people are saying we have no more room at the inn. For those of you guys listening on WABC Radio, we just heard from our great newsman Bob Brown, who is putting the price tag on what it is costing to house migrants and take care of migrants in New York City, $5 billion this year, estimated $6 billion plus next year. You do the math. New York is busting at the seams. Chicago, there was a town hall the other day. They were going crazy. And these were citizens who were saying, this is not fair. In fact, it was a number of minority citizens who were saying, why are we getting kicked out? Why are we not getting the resources that we deserve? Why is it going to migrants? People are waking up and going, wait a minute, why are Americans taking a back seat? It just does not make any sense. And it's not fair. Americans should be taken care of. I'm all for being a welcoming country. And you guys all know I'm a first-generation American. I get it. But my parents, it took them years to become an American citizen. They did it right. And now suddenly we're giving it away for free just by saying, hey, come on through the southern border. And now it is hurting Democrats politically. It's hurting taxpayers economically. People are worried about crime. There are so many huge, huge issues. And it is mounting, mounting fast. And so guess what? Surprise, surprise. The Democrats are going, well, maybe we need to do something about it. 
I think the opening cavalcade was the former president, Bill Clinton, who did a great interview with my colleague and, of course, the boss of Red Apple Radio, John Katsimatidis. We host Katz and Cosby together. I love working with John. And so he did this amazing interview with Bill Clinton, an hour. And Bill Clinton basically said the immigration system is broken. It ain't working. And I'm happy to hear that he opened sort of the floodgates. I think he kind of gave the blessing, if you will. So it gave the green light to people like Mayor Eric Adams, to Governor Kathy Hochul, again, to Brandon Johnson. You would never imagine. Guess where he is? He's on the southern border tonight looking at it firsthand because the citizens are saying, wake up. And then you have Eric Adams, who is now in Mexico on a four-day Latin America tour because he's realizing this is a downright mess. And he is speaking out enough that he's causing friction with him in the White House. Thank goodness he's speaking out. Thank goodness. I never thought I'd say thank goodness for Brandon Johnson for speaking out. He's the last one I thought would ever speak out. This is the guy who was angry when the reporters referred to a mob of teens that were looting He was angry that the reporters called them a mob, saying that's not nice. But yet, even he figured out how bad this is, that he is down at the southern border as we speak. So it's no surprise that now finally, finally, the Biden administration is waking up. But they can't admit they made a mistake. God forbid they show that they are doing some of the same policies as Donald Trump. Because remember, when President Biden came into office, it was orange man bad. Anything Trump did, we're not going to do. We're going to erase it. We're going to get rid of everything. Remember, first day he killed the Keystone Pipeline. That was Trump. Orange man bad. We're not going to do the border wall. No way, no shape, no how. He made promises over and over and over again. And tonight he's eating pie. So here is President Biden. This is in 2020, just one of the times where he said there will not be any border wall. Take a listen. No, there will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration. Number one. Number one. Number two, there won't be a wall. Number three, there won't be a wall. And number four, no way in heck will there be a wall. And guess what they're doing today? They're starting to build a wall. But... They can't admit that a wall works. So at the White House today, he was asked, essentially, why are you doing this now? And listen to this word salad, if you can understand this from the president, as to why they they have to, by law. It's not politics. No, it's not the problem that we have 8 million illegals who've crossed under this president. No, 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 no. They just have to by law, and we're so sorry. Take a listen. One question on the border wall. The border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what was appropriate. I can't stop that. There's nothing that I can do. I can't stop it. It's like a freight train running down the tracks. And I just somehow can't stop the freight train. I have nothing to do with it. Somehow just the wall is going up. But please, my liberal voters, don't be angry at me that I'm breaking my primary campaign promise uh, that I will not build one inch of border wall. In fact, almost the whole 2020 campaign was President Trump saying, I want to finish the wall. 
and President Biden saying there will not be one inch of wall. So he has broken his main campaign promise, among many other things. And also, you know that it's not by law that he has to do it. This is such a lie because he has to actually break, essentially, and get exceptions to 26 federal laws to make it happen. That takes a lot of work. So if he really didn't want to do this, he could counter sue. They they oversee, you know, subpoenas. They bypass them. They haven't been responding to almost anything that Congress has been asking. When Texas put up the buoys, they sued Texas. When things were not going their way, they sued them. They defied. Remember, even on the student loan issue, President Biden's like, ah, forget that. I'm going to find another way around it. They find workarounds every single day that violates the law. But for some reason on this, they have to follow the law and they're not appealing it and not pushing it. So obviously they want it. They just don't want to admit it because they know that their constituency is so fed up with an open border. They're so concerned for national security reasons. And then they have the folks on the far left who are saying for environmental reasons, it's not a good idea. Or it seems in their mind, un-American to have a wall where I contend it's un-American to have an open border. You know, anybody with a common sense would realize an open border doesn't protect the homeland. But they are doing all these environmental loopholes. They're throwing them in the trash can. They're doing 26 different laws that they are violating. They had to get exceptions to kind of go in and say, we need to do this 20 miles of border wall. They were probably just hoping it was going to happen and nobody was going to figure it out. And that maybe they thought nobody would give the backlash. I don't know what happened. But now in a little bit ago, Mayorkas is saying the same thing that you just heard from the president, that we have to build the wall. We have no choice. We're so sorry. We have no choice. Does anybody out there believe that? And do you agree with me that this is all about politics? They're heading into an election year. Joe Biden sees the polls. He knows that on immigration, two-thirds of Americans, that includes Republicans, Democrats, independents, anybody with a pulse, they believe that the border is a problem. And they believe Joe Biden is responsible. And every time he tries to say it's MAGA, 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 they realize that's a bunch of hogwash. So he knows he's tanking in the polls not even dropping, he is tanking in the polls, and he knows he has no choice. And he's got to do something to stop the flow, and they don't want to say, um, you know what, the border isn't secure. They don't want to say any of that. They continue to say the border's secure, but for some reason, by law, we just got to put this thing up, and uh, we're so sorry, we're being forced to, as opposed to the honesty that was in that memo that Mayorkas put in writing. But guess what Mayorkas is now saying now, as I mentioned, he's saying, you know what, um, we're being forced. So what, that memo, he was wrong in the memo? Was he lying then or is he lying now? That's the question, because he's lying in one place. And I think the original message probably is the right one. We're forced to do it. It's a Homeland Security memo. We're forced to do it because there's such a huge influx of people coming in illegally. There's no money appropriation in terms of the reason. I'm sure there is a, some appropriated money, but that's not the reason they're doing it. That is smoke and mirrors. And clearly they are doing it because they know this is political suicide if they do not. 
And this way they can also come out and say, look, we built part of the wall. And I think they didn't expect the backlash. I don't think they expected the problems. And I think this is the tip of the iceberg. And now anything that Joe Biden has ever said, if it comes to gun laws, he's a hypocrite because of his son. If it comes to being a commander in chief, he's a hypocrite because of what he did with Afghanistan. On Ukraine, the drip, drip, drip and the minor incursion, that's going to come back to bite him. On the economy, somebody sent me a letter, said you should call it bribonomics, not Bidenomics, and I agree with you. So I saw your letter. I think that's a good point. Now, on the border wall, I will not build one ounce of border wall. He's a liar because he's doing it right now, and he won't even have the guts to say exactly why to the American public, because he knows how bad it looks. And listen to Corinne Jean-Pierre. This is cut number eight with Corinne Jean-Pierre. And she today was asked the same thing and listened to her word salad. He said in 2020 as a candidate, so after this law was passed in 2019, that there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. How can you say that he's not breaking that promise? Well, what I can say is that there's a law that the DHS is com- is complying with. We believe in the rule of law, and that's what we're moving forward to with. This was decided, as you just said, in 2019. I believe there was a different president in 2019, right? That was a, a Republican president who actually pushed this forward. The Republican leadership pushed this forward. And so now we're complying by the law. Let's not forget, this was six months ago. This was out there six months ago. I know you guys are asking me about this now, but this was actually not new, and this was done six months ago. Well, it is new because Mayorkas just put out the message and he's saying it's because there were historic high numbers crossing the border in the last month. So guess what? It is new. She is a pathetic, you know, press secretary. I feel bad for her because sometimes you're only as good as the information you get and she's not getting good information and she's not good at dodging and weaving. So today she's asked, okay, well, at least the reporters are going, wait a minute. What's the deal? Mayorkas is saying this, and you guys are saying that. Take a listen to how she kind of carved this one. If the border wall is ineffective, why is the Homeland Security Secretary saying that it's necessary to prevent unlawful entries into the United States? I've not seen that full that full statement. It's I know. I, I, I hear you. I'm just saying I've not seen that full his full statement uh, on that. What I can t- speak to is for the president. The president's been very clear that he doesn't believe it's a, it's effective. He answered that question of your colleague. That's what I can speak to. That's what we're going to talk about. And we've actually said there are smarter ways and more effective ways in dealing with this. Uh, right. And that's why you're building now a border wall. Why don't you just come right out and say it, that Trump was right, we were wrong, and we realize what a chaotic, horrible disaster we have done to America by having a wide open border. But they're trying to say, no, um, you know what, uh, it's not a border wall. It just happens to kind of be going up. We're forced by law to do it, and we are complying just with law. There's no belief. It just kind of happens to magically pop up. That is such a bunch of hogwash. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take your calls. When we come back, the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
So are they lying then or are they lying now? That's the big question because clearly their goal was not to build any part of the border wall. I'm happy to hear that they are now planning at least to doing it for the 20 miles, but they won't even admit why they're doing it. They are saying they have to do it. Have you ever seen this administration say they have to do anything? This, to me, is such a bunch of hogwash, and it comes after the president has continuously and his staff repeatedly said, oh, the border wall uh, is a disaster. We will not build an inch. There won't be anything. Uh, This is just in April. I want to play cut 11. This is Alejandro Mayorkas saying this. This was just a few months ago. Is there anything that's off the table that you won't do to secure the border? Well, the president, uh, as I think you know very well, said we are not going to uh, construct more wall that um, costs billions and billions of dollars that is immovable. Uh, We're not going to do it because we just don't think we have to uh, for billions and billions of dollars. And we just don't agree with the policy whatsoever. Anything Trump is obviously off the table. Well, that's a big issue. And clearly, they have to eat crow today, and we all know why. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jacqueline, line six. Jacqueline, uh, I feel like saying to them, welcome to the party, huh? Well, you know what, Rita? I have to say once again, you are one million percent correct. They finally realize that their own base is turning against them exactly for this reason with all of this inflow of illegal immigrants. However, they speak with forked tongue. And as I always say, if their mouth is moving, they're lying. The question is, okay, he stated he would not build one inch of wall. Maybe he'll build two inches of wall or three inches or a mile or a half mile. And also, what material is this so-called wall going to be made out of? One of your previous callers the other night suggested that it, it a, a wire wall or putting wire along the border would, would be something that he would uh, go along with. Maybe it should be made out of paper or a combination of wire and paper, paper mache. So <laughs> it remains to be seen what he's going to do. Yeah, it does. And, and, and I don't think they have a plan. I think they were really taken aback in the uh, White House press briefing, Jacqueline, that people were so surprised. And and everybody was hammering them. I mean, they were getting hammered from every direction. They were getting hammered from people saying, hey, you lied about your promise on the campaign trail. Should you just admit, you know, that Trump was right and you just don't want to even admit it now? Are you lying about saying you're forced to do it? Uh, obviously, you want to do it. And then they had the left uh, reporters in there, which were most of them, Jacqueline, um, who were saying, wait a minute, you made a campaign promise that for the environment it's not good and for the uh, desert squirrel it's not good and for the long-eyed toad uh, that's about to go extinct with one eye and one arm. Uh, and, you know. and he, also, he also promised uh, the student loan forgiveness. So when he couldn't pull that little trick off, oh, what could he say? He'll blame Congress, he'll blame the GOP, you know, the same, the same old, same old. Yeah, I I agree. It's par for the course. Uh, Jacqueline, thank you very, very much. Let's go to J.C., Line 5 in Pennsylvania. Uh, J.C., uh, what a bunch of hogwash. That's a nice way for me to say it. So in the immortal, in the words of the immortal Archie Bunker, it's a bunch of crapola. 
That's it. It's all, it's all lies. And you know what? It's not that they're lying now or before. They're always lying. Biden, you know, Jim Carrey played in the movie Liar, Liar. He couldn't, he couldn't tell the truth. Well, Biden's the opposite. He cannot tell a truth. Uh, I mean, the opposite way. He, he can only tell a lie, okay? That's it. 50 years out of his mouth, he hasn't been able to say one truth. It's a lie after lie after lie. And now they're looking for lifesavers, okay? Well, you know what, JC? At least he's consistent. You got to give him credit for that. At least he's consistently talking out of both sides of his mouth. And, uh, JC, I'm glad that you quoted one of my favorite idols, Archie Bunker, because you can never go wrong when you quote Archie. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great law enforcement, our men and women in blue. A powerful story coming from Latrobe, Pennsylvania, where a police officer there was on duty at the Great America Banana Split Celebration. That sounds like a great place to be. I, I love banana splits. Uh, and he unfortunately saw a food truck starting to roll down the street. He was able to stop the runaway vehicle, which saved the life of a man who had suddenly been trapped underneath. The officer, 39-year-old officer Zachary Luckin, said, the only thing I saw was somebody needs to stop that truck, and I'm somebody. He just happened to be there in the area it all started when he started his shift and he was assigned to patrol in the area and he suddenly saw what was going on there's one way and that's the only way i'm going to be able to stop that is to physically try to do whatever i can so he said i look i said look out look out and i just jumped in there i grabbed the steering wheel i slammed my foot on the brake and as i stopped uh, I basically froze for a moment. At that point, he said he didn't realize that there was somebody underneath. And then suddenly a group of people who were there said, wait a minute, it looks like there's somebody stuck underneath. And he said with the help of a group that was in the area, they pulled the man out from under the truck. Imagine this. Incredibly, the man had been dragged along when his shirt got caught on a steel platform that was mounted on the front of the food truck. And it was carrying a generator. What a wild story. Uh, and luckily, the man is said to be doing okay. He is extremely thankful that the officer was able to stop the truck and obviously save him and just happened to be there at the right place at the right time. Also, the truck could have crashed into four more tents and a huge stage area with many people in its path. And it stopped just in the nick of time. What an extraordinary story. And the chief of police there in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, said, I commend Officer Lucan on his training and experience. He definitely saved that one gentleman's life and probably saved many others from very serious bodily injury. Uh, we believe in miracles. What a great story and a powerful story of how incredible it is to have officers there all the time, 24-7, and especially at key pivotal moments like that. 
Well, I wish we had more law enforcement. I wish we had military at the border. I wish we had a whole bunch because our border is a leaky sieve. And we know that close to 2.5 million people have crossed the border illegally this year. Uh, The fiscal numbers should be coming out soon. And Customs and Border Protection believe it will be the highest in American history. They also believe that up to 8 million people have crossed the border since Joe Biden has been president. That's including many of the gotaways, but not all of them. So the number could be much, much higher. We just have no clue because we have no record of these people. We don't know where they are. And many of them are on the terror watch list. Many of them have crossed the border that we've caught on the terror watch list. And there's a whole bunch more that we have no idea about. And in the meantime, the Biden administration, through Alejandro Mayorkas, leaks out that because of the urgency and the intensity of 245,000 that have crossed in a particular area there of the Rio Grande area sector of South Texas, that they are now putting up 20 miles of border wall. So first off, what are they going to do? Remember, they got rid of the Trump border wall. They knocked it down. They stopped it also. And the pieces that were actually in parts of Arizona, remember, were auctioned off. So what, now taxpayer money is going to go towards the 20 miles? I'm glad they're building it. Believe me, I'm not complaining. They should do the whole border, do a border wall. You know how I feel. But what a waste of money and what a ridiculous comment based on politics. And, of course, this all comes as the Biden administration has four years and continues to say the border is secure. It's just this one little area that Alejandro Mayorkas is putting it there. And then they're also saying they don't really need to do it. They just have to for law. They're not doing it because of the influx of people crossing. So they're just talking out of both sides of their mouth. This is the most embarrassing, pathetic, and I think disrespectful at a time where Americans are downright scared of what's been happening across our border, and rightfully so. And the best thing they could do is say, well, oh, we have to put it up in 20 miles. That's it. Uh, we really don't think there's a problem. Nothing to see here. They think we're all stupid. Here is just a little bit of a number of folks, including Mayorkas and Kamala Harris and Corinne Jean-Pierre and Biden, saying the border is fine. They're keeping an eye on it. This is what they've said. Remember, all along since they took over. It is my testimony that the border is secure. The president have worked very hard to implement a strategy when it comes to the border that is humane, safe, and, and has orderly enforcement. Things are going at the border, sir. Much better, than, much, much better than you all expected. <laughs> we have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We have responded with a model approach that has proven to work. We have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. The border is closed. We agree that uh, the border is secure. We're executing a comprehensive strategy to secure our borders. One of our highest priorities is to ensure that we have a secure border. And that is what we are doing. We are stopping the flow at the border. The border is secure. I love the dramatic music because that fits for things that are like fake, you know, like 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 a movie because it really is. It's it's not real life. It's acting. It's actually perfect. And here was my orcas. This was two years ago 
and he was talking with Chris Wallace. And back then, he said, no, I, I never agree with a border wall. Take a listen. Why didn't you stop them from coming into the country? We, um, we did. We encountered them. Uh, they gathered, they assembled uh, in that one location in Del Rio, Texas, and we applied the laws. My, we applied the public health law under the CDC's authority, and we applied immigration law. My question law. is, why did you allow them in the country in the first place? Why didn't you build, forgive me, a wall or a fence to stop them from walking in this flood of people coming across the dam? It looks like a highway that allows them to cross the Rio Grande. It is this pol the policy of this administration. Uh, we do not agree with the building of the wall. We do not agree with the building of the wall, but now we just conceded that we destroyed America, basically, by allowing millions of unvetted people into the country. And we have an election year coming up, so we don't want to lose. I mean, why don't you just say that? I would actually respect them more because it seems so transparent. And so Corinne Jean-Pierre, here she is at the White House press briefing today, getting hammered by reporters because guess what? Biden's breaking his major campaign promises. And guess what? He's agreeing with Trump. He won't say it. But they all know it. Take a listen. How is this consistent with what President Biden pledged to do when he was uh, elected, which is that he will not use any funds to use the border law? What will you let's make, Well, let's make this really clear. The facts are that this is not new, right? This is something that came from the last administration under the Republican leadership in fiscal year 2019, and we are required to do this. We are required, DHS is required to comply by the law. That's what we're doing here. Uh, and look, the president, he said this himself. He asked, he basically asked Congress to reappropriate the funds. They wouldn't do it. And so now we are, we have to comply by the law. That is just incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, we're forced to do it as opposed to appealing, as opposed to not doing it like everything else that they seem to be ordered to do. They don't care. They do not care. They're doing it and they don't want to admit why that they have to do it. So here is conservative commentator and Fox host Steve Hilton with his take after Corinne Jean-Pierre's probably one of the most painful press conferences I have ever seen a press secretary have to go through. I don't think I've ever seen a more degrading and despicable spectacle from a spokesperson. It's degrading because it's so obvious that she's lying. The shamelessness of the lying, exactly as you just pointed out, right? This is the big story of the day. You know, if you're the press secretary, that you're going to get most of the questions on this. You know that your team will have shown you before the briefing all the relevant information, including that statement from Mallorcas. Mm. And yet she pretends she hasn't read it. That is just a barefaced lie. And it degrades Karine Jean-Pierre even to say that. It's despicable because what you just saw there is this administration treating the American people like fools. Yeah, that is embarrassing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we never said it. I'm waiting for them saying we never said uh, we wouldn't do a wall or what wall. Either one of the two is coming out, I bet you, in the next few days. Either way, it is so pathetic. Things are so bad that, again, you have the Eric Adams folks. You have, of course, as I mentioned, in Chicago, you have so many Democrats who are saying, we can't handle it anymore. Change your policy. Try to fix this. Give us funding. Do something about the border. There are way too many. We can't. They're keeping on coming. And there's images today 
of a huge group that was coming into Texas, and they're like bum-rushing. At first, I was like, are they trying to go into a Target store and rob it or a, or a Rite Aid? You know, we've seen these images of like hundreds of kids storming. No, no, no. It was hundreds of them all at once going across a border checkpoint. And they're just bum-rushing them. And guess what? The border agents can't handle it. Or they're coming across a broken part of the fence. Or they're coming across a wide-open part of the river. I mean, it, it is just you seeing these scenes over and over again. It's like it looks like a stadium full of them coming. And that just happened today alone. When are these politicians going to wake up and at least be honest with the American public that they have made such a huge mistake and such a dereliction of duty that they have put this country in danger for generations to come by their very, very detrimental and hazardous policies? It does not make sense. What? Tell me what makes sense out of an American president who would keep a border wide open. What is the benefit other than to essentially destroy the homeland? You're not being the welcoming commander-in-chief. You are being the destroyer-in-chief. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony in Clifton. Tony. Yes, Rita. So I want to lead with Abraham Lincoln before I say mean things. Okay, hey, Tony, right? Tony, get closer. You're a little muffled. He said he can fool some of the people all of the time. Tony, Tony, you're muffled. Tony, 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 hold on. Tony, you got to call us back. You're very, very muffled. We can't really hear you well. So call us back on a better line. Let's go to Alice, if I can, on line three. Alice. Hi, Rita. You are right. It's politics, and they think we're stupid. We've got the village idiot sitting in the Oval Office. He's a puppet. He's Barack Obama's puppet. And Obama said, I'm going to fundamentally change this country, and that's what he's doing now. Remember a couple days ago I called in and I said, why don't we appoint and swear in qualified people to be immigration judges? Start processing these people. They could do something if they really wanted to. I think when they go on the air... And they and they give a speech. They have a presser. They say, okay, they leave and say, okay, that'll hold them. They think we're stupid. I do, too. I think they think that we're a bunch of morons and we're not going to remember yeah. what they've said. I also think, Alice, if we do do the immigration judges, as you're talking about, they need to also have the, uh, and I don't even mean courage, but just the decency to deport. Because if they do do expedited, I don't think they want to do expedited, um, you know, processing because the reality will be 90 percent. They they estimate it's anywhere from like 86 to all the way up to in the 90s uh, would be deported, that they do not technically qualify under the legislation and what legally is asylum. So I don't think they want the results because if they're going to do expedited processing, then they got to do expediting deportation. You know, you can't suddenly say, okay, yeah, um, we understand that you don't qualify, but come on back in six, seven years. That's what they're doing now. And I think they're doing it on purpose. So you also have to have a will. Uh, that is, that's the reality too. But that, that's a great point, Alice. Thank you very, very much. Uh, let's go to Robert in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Robert. Your thoughts on line one. Hi, uh, good evening. Um, Okay, well, in terms of the polls, they know Trump is winning. And the big issue, Trump, one of his big issues is building the wall. 
So, you know, the indictments and all that stuff is not working. But actually, I think what's really ignited them is, you know, there's a Republican Congresswoman, Representative Anna Paulina Luna. She tweeted out this afternoon, quote, I look forward to welcoming President Trump to our conference on Tuesday. If there is one man who can bring together the party and broker a deal, it's him, unquote. So could you imagine? Now, remember, President Trump lost that showdown to Nancy Pelosi, and he, that bothered him because he wrote the art of the deal. And he, one of the things he, he holds is that the president is at a disadvantage. Could you imagine President Trump? in what he considers to be the power position of the Speaker of the House or the negotiator for the Speaker of the House, and against the, against the Democrats, against, like, building a wall and stuff like that, they would, they, Trump wouldn't back down. He would not back down. They would be humiliated. So they're starting the building of the wall to cover themselves in case, you know, in case, you know, even if it's Jim Jordan, if they have to give in, well, they can say, well, we couldn't help it anyway, and we started doing it anyway. So they're already trying to cover and hedge their bets or something. I mean, this thing about this law, that they have to follow some law, that's just it's throwing that out to, to, to cover their extremists and their base or something like that. But this is so ridiculous. These people are trying to destroy our country. All they're doing is they're playing politics. They're playing games. Shame on them. Shame on them. Yep, I agree. I 1,000% agree. Um, and I wouldn't put it out uh, that he might not, you know, he might not uh, become speaker, even an interim, uh, because in the next hour we're going to talk about what Lara Trump, who's the daughter-in-law, uh, what she told me just a few hours ago. Let's really quick go to Tony. Tony, we just have a few seconds left, but I see you call back. Go ahead, Tony. Hi, Rita. I wanted to tell you that I do think that, uh, President Trump is, is speaking to Jim Jordan, and I think something is coming down. And I tell you, I don't know how you feel, but I really feel that they are scrambling. I saw my office all sweaty and nervous looking. I mean, sweat was pouring off his face. <laughs> I think they're all just losing it. And I believe something is going on because Jim Jordan is in total unity with President Trump, and I'm waiting for word next week. So I think they're scrambling. I think it's all timed, you know, just to and, – and Eric Adams looks like a moron at the border. He doesn't even know what he's doing there. He looks so bizarre. It's very scary. It's like an alternate universe. It is. what no like, what they're doing. You're right. It is sort of – it is. It's like they're trying to figure out – listen, I'm glad at least he's going down there. He's spending more time than our president has done. Uh, so I'll give uh, Eric Adams credit for that. And he's been speaking out more about it than our president has. So at least I'll give him credit again for that. Uh, but your point is, yeah, I think that the president's talking to Jim Jordan. They know each other. If he feels like maybe there's a, a coalescing around somebody or if there's a disparate decision, um, I could see him maybe stepping in. You know, uh, there are reports that he might consider it for 30, 60, 90 days. Uh, we're going to talk about that in the next hour because technically he's not eligible, but there's ways Apparently, people are saying that are, you know, better constitutional experts by far than I am, uh, who would say, cause I'm not one of them, but, but, uh, but I can appreciate, uh, the policies, but there's ways to kind of get around it, which we're going to get into that also as well. So this is interesting. Uh, who knows? Uh, maybe he would be a placeholder and then Jim Jordan comes in, or maybe there's enough unity around Jim Jordan. He doesn't feel he has to, or maybe he feels he needs to be the one who puts it together. He could be the guy who's the president. Speaker, and then maybe next president. 
That would be one for the history books. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue after the break. The Rita Cosby Show. And in the next hour, we're going to continue your calls about this dramatic reversal by the Biden administration. And also, I'm going to share with you what Lara Trump said to me just a little bit ago about the potential of her father-in-law, Donald Trump, maybe being an interim House speaker. Can he do it legally? Also, is that a realistic plan? Why would he want to do it? Is that a demotion? Or maybe would he want to do it as a placeholder and someone who could bring the GOP together? We're going to talk about that and a whole bunch more coming up. And obviously, one of the centerpieces of his campaign and his presidency was building the wall, something the Biden administration concedes they are finally, finally, finally doing it. Even though they say, oh, we're only doing it because we're forced. That's right. They're only doing it because they're forced after a memo leaked out saying that there is an overwhelming amount of illegal crossings at our southern border. As I said, welcome to the party. We have seen the fireworks and we've seen the party crossing the border and it ain't any party. It is a disaster. We're going to continue your calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, we're going to talk a lot in this hour about the border wall and the migrant crisis, which is skyrocketing. Uh, By the way, new word tonight on the migrant front that apparently New York City Mayor Eric Adams administration has continued putting illegal migrants at that facility that has been on the radar in Staten Island Despite the judge's decision, remember the judge there said that the migrants that were living at the former St. John Villa Academy School in Staten Island, where we've seen the grandmothers shouting at the buses and angry because it's right there in the community where across the street there's a grammar school and there's another school nearby. And a judge came down and said that there really isn't a right to shelter in New York. In other words, there's no obligation by New York to house migrants, that it doesn't impact migrants, that it was something that was done during, you know, emergency situations, uh, basically giving cover, if you will, to the Biden administration uh, and also the Eric Adams administration that they don't need to house these people. And yet uh, there's word there was a notice of appeal that the uh, Eric Adams administration may appeal that. We don't know if they officially will or not, but we'll see what happens. But regardless, the judge there essentially said that there is no obligation and that there is an understanding, obviously, that the neighborhood here is unduly impacted. 
And guess what's happening? Well, they're still putting more migrants in. Word just coming down that a whole bunch more have just been added to that shelter there in Staten Island, despite the judge's decision. And also, despite the fact that things are still in flux as to whether or not the city will appeal. Shouldn't they maybe at least put things on hold when a judge has come down and essentially sided with the people in that community? Doesn't seem like it. It's like, let's keep them piling in. Talk about mixed messages from this administration in New York, every twist and turn, and from the Biden administration, too. Meantime, of course, President Trump, his main, main, you know, if you will, campaign promise, and he fulfilled a lot of it, was building the wall. Remember, it was, I will build the wall, I'll protect the homeland. Under President Trump, we had record low border crossings. He had remained in Mexico in place, so people had to stay in Mexico and get vetted there as opposed to, hey, hang out in the United States, and if you want to come back in eight or nine years for a court case, you can do it. Uh, That's what's going on now. So President Trump, a lot of people are saying, boy, wouldn't it be nice? I'd love a mean tweet, but have a secure border. People are saying they'll take the mean tweet as opposed to having an MS-13 gang member show up at their home home door. You know, I think I'll take the mean tweet. So President Trump, there's now been this rallying effort to maybe have him be an interim Speaker of the House. As we know, in Washington, D.C., what happened with McCarthy when he was ousted uh, just a few days ago, dramatically so, they're now looking for a new Speaker. And so just a little bit ago, I asked Laura Trump. She is, of course, the daughter-in-law of President Trump. And this is what she had to say when she was on Katz and Cosby earlier today. And, Laura, i got to ask you a big break of news coming in um, that it is being reported um, that your father-in-law is told, it says Fox News and maybe some others, that he would accept the House speakership short-term, the position that's now vacated uh, what are you hearing? Because he's going up to Capitol Hill, it looks like, next week. Well, I actually just got off the phone with him not too long ago, and, and he he brought it up to me, and he said a lot of people are saying that I should do this. Now, I will say we will have the most effective United States Capitol and Congress you have ever seen if Donald J. Trump is Speaker of the House. There is no doubt about that. Now, whether or not this is something that actually ends up happening, whether or not uh, you know, he goes through with it remains to be seen. I think there's a lot to consider here. He certainly has a lot to do when, while he's running for president of the United States, while there are all of these unwarranted, crazy investigations and indictments against him. So he's got a lot on his plate. But if there's one person who could probably handle it all, I'll say it's probably Donald Trump. So we'll see. We'll see. She didn't rule it out. Uh, we're going to give you a whole bunch of updates that are coming on down on that tonight later on in the hour. You definitely want to stay tuned. one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Meantime, we are talking, of course, about the border crisis and the fact that the Biden administration has had to eat crow and now is building part of the wall. But they're saying they're forced to do it. Uh, we had no choice. Uh, which is just such baloney. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. What do you make of the fact that they're claiming that this was just a law, this is an appropriate amount of money, we had no choice? Well, 
if you really believe what the Biden administration is trying to sell you on this one, that they had no choice, that it's appropriated money and they're forced to use it for a border wall, they can't do anything else, uh, I will sell you a bridge in Brooklyn because this is just the biggest bunch of baloney. They had a choice. What happened was Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, I believe he was correct when he put out a memo that said that there is this voluminous amount of historic proportions of illegal migrants crossing the border and that they need to do something to secure it. And guess what? They're putting up these barriers, i.e. a border wall. And what happens a few hours later, he's like, oh, oh, we don't believe in border walls and we're being forced to do it. I believe his first version, because it's something we all see. You'll look at the pictures. Your eyes are not lying to you when you see it looks like a stadium full of people rushing towards the U.S. border every day. The numbers are showing it almost 2.5 million this fiscal year alone. That's a historic number according to Customs and Border Protection. But the Biden administration wants us to believe that our eyes are lying, our eyes are deceiving us. And even though he said, no way, no how, for years, we will do an inch of border wall, they're only doing it because they're forced, not because they're forced to admit that they have been derelict in their duties with a wide-open border that has put us in danger for generations to come. They will never concede what they have done, and what they're continuing to do. They're only putting up 20 miles of it, and that's barely going to do anything. But they won't even say that they're doing it for the reason that we all know. We know we are in danger and that this has been disastrous for America, that wide-open border. And it's so bad that in the worst part, they happen to just be putting up a border wall and we're supposed to believe them. They are lying to us, and I think... This is an incredible moment in American history that he will not even admit he has made a horrible mistake. And he's only trying to put a little bit of a Band-Aid on it now because elections are coming up. This is all political, and that is shameful. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Judith on line one. Your thoughts, Judith? Hi, Rita. First of all, uh, when she Tony called, she's talking about Eric Adams, so I'm calling about that. But before that, how you want me to explain crazy? You want me to explain insanity? Of course they're doing it now for optics, for, polit- for politics, because this is their agenda. And this has been Biden's agenda since 2015 when I saw him himself say he wants something exactly like this. They're very happy to, to create all this chaos. But when it comes to Eric Adams, you're talking about two sides of his mouth with, with everyone. Well, how about Eric Adams? I, I couldn't believe it when I heard him. He goes like this. He says to everyone, wherever he's going over there, out, you know, out, of, the, out, of, New, out of the country here, and he's talking, he says, he believes in open borders, but don't come to New York because it's full to capacity, which means, yeah, come through the borders. They're still open. Don't worry about it. But you can go to all the other uh, states, all the other uh, American states except for New York. You know, it's just so ridiculous. Like, you know, it, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's talking out of both sides. And I saw that, too, which is an incredible moment because you're right. On one hand, he's saying, you know, there's no room at the inn. And then he's saying, keep the borders open. Uh, like, he's trying to have it both ways, which is just like the Biden administration. 
even though the Biden administration, I guess they're not even saying there's uh, the room at the inn is full. They're saying, come on in. Uh, there's a, a big neon sign and they're all to happen to be doing it legally. And what open border? I mean, they, they I think uh, they're like Houdini. They think like it's like some big magic trick uh, that we're all going to go. Wow. Let's bring in David Copperfield because that was incredible. Um, so I, I agree. They're they're all talking out of both sides of their mouth. And you see these sort of uh, like you're saying, these sort of glimmers of hope from Eric Adams where he says, yeah, the Biden administration needs to do more. Uh, yeah, the border, uh, there's some issues with the border. He says that. And then the next day, uh, the border's not open, uh, and we want to keep it free-flowing and open. You know, there's no problems there, no issues. It's like, uh, what is he saying? You know, it, it, he's clearly trying to uh, have it both ways because he knows the reality is New York is busting at the seams. Chicago's busting at the seams. So he knows the reality is taxpayers are fed up. Uh, a good paying Americans are fed up. Everybody's fed up. We're hearing these stories. I mean, there's a story in Massachusetts where it's for the Army Navy game and 60 uh, veterans got kicked out of their hotel rooms at this hotel. They've been going all the time. They got kicked out of their hotel rooms because they want to make room for migrants. Probably the hotel, I'm assuming. I don't know, but I believe that probably the hotel got more money for the migrants. And they said, oh, sorry, too bad, see ya. But to me, it epitomizes what's been going on with this whole handling. It's like Americans take a backseat, migrants take first seat. Here, you want a hotel, you want food service, you want a cell phone, whatever it is. We'll kick out veterans, we'll kick out everybody, no problem. And people are finally onto their game and they are fed up. And so they have to say, yeah, no room at the end. But then they realize, oh, whoa, 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 wait. No, politically, I can't be saying that. Uh, like they have like this voice in their head that has to switch them back to the border's not open and we welcome everyone. No problems. Uh, and both can't be true. And we know what is true. The first part is true. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Line three. Your thoughts, Mike. Hey, Rita. I just tuned in a little while ago. I'm getting ready to sit down and play small poker with some Mama Luke's here. Um, you know, it's amazing. I used to tell Dad, where's the soul uh, years ago, decades ago? Every politician is talking out of both corners of their mouth. And maybe the interview a couple of months ago with Biden, so many. You know, do you have any association with your son, Hunter? No, no, I have no. I've never said a word. Really? And then he goes, show me the money. And then he smiles with that shamrock smile. He walks away. You know what? Out of control, truth is stranger than fiction. You can't make it up. And both, you know, Hunter and uh, and his daddy and all the other far left Democrats in the cities that are a killing field, like you were saying, it, it's uh, you know, he's given uh, everybody a deaf ear and a blind eye, like Schultz. I know nothing. Uh, I mean, it is outrageous. He will go down in history as the worst, you know, president, donkey, Democrat, sleazebag. Uh, in, in, in the history of our country, our once great country. Yeah, so and, like, and you uh, know what, Mike? I'll I'll give you, I think he'll go down as the best anti-American president in U.S. history. Um, and, and, Mike, listen, good luck at the poker game, too. I, I'm, I'm rooting for you. <laughs> Mike, thank you very much, and I agree with you. It is, it is astounding. His incompetence is astounding. That's that's the nicest thing I can say. Let's go to Sandra, line seven. Sandra, your thoughts. Oh, good evening, Rita. You covered everything 
perfectly regarding the uh, wall and, and how this all happened and the demise of the Biden administration. But I will say this. They will never admit that they did wrong. But Donald Trump, he's a very good chess player. Tonight I read on the Chicken News file that he is expecting an apology from the Biden administration. So they won't come out and say they made a mistake, but he's already saying, I want an apology from you. And I think that was great that he put that out there. And I wanted to say, Rita. I do, too. By the way, I do, too, because they do owe him an apology. You know, but but they're they're making it sound like, oh, we're forced to do it. They're not forced to do anything. And you know it. We know it. And the former president knows it. Right. And I want to tell you one more thing. I made a new friend, Tony. (laughs) We connected. Oh, that's great. Oh, I'm so glad. By the way, that means uh, two great gals connected. That that makes me very, very happy. Sandra, I I can see the two of you. You're both fabulous. So uh, I love when great gals connect. That makes me very, very happy. Sandra, thank you. And, And give Tony a hug from me, please. Thanks so much, Sandra. I appreciate it. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, Biden uh, is not dancing tonight. I bet you Trump is saying, let's dance. Do I know my songs or what, guys? All right. But Biden is trying to do a little bit of word salad. He's not dancing. I should think he's doing a little bit of the tango and the two-step because he's trying to dance around. Well, we had to do the wall, uh, not because of the border's a problem. No, Nothing to see there. We're thrilled that 8 million people have come into the country illegally. Uh, bravo to us. Uh, it's just, he was, it is ridiculous. And at the White House press briefing today, uh, all we heard from Corinne Jean-Pierre was, ah, uh, I don't know, uh, yeah, uh. So here is this great exchange, because as I mentioned, remember, they tore down part of the wall. They auctioned off part of the Biden, uh, the, the Trump wall. The Biden team did that. We talk about a waste of money now that they're putting more up now. So listen to this exchange. This is Peter Ducey, of course, of Fox News, the stupid SOB, according to Biden. Remember, he called him that. Here he is asking Corinne Jean-Pierre an interesting question. And listen to her answer. If you have to build a border wall, but that it's going to work, then once it's done, are you just going to tear it down? I'm not getting into hypotheticals from here. I'm just telling you what I can tell you from here. The facts are that DHS is complying with the law. This is from fiscal year. This was under fiscal year 2019 under Republican uh, leadership, and DHS is required to do this. The president asked multiple times of Congress to reappropriate. They did not, and we're not complying by the law. Uh, We're just trying to comply with the law, and I know I look stupid. Let's go to Veronica, line eight. Uh, Veronica, what do you think about all of this? Okay, Rita, here's my thought. They're afraid Donald Trump's going to get Speaker of the House, which means they could have impeached Biden and Harris for not securing the border. And the next in line is Speaker of the House. Ah, look. Oh, so this could be all a big plan. That's an interesting premise because you are right. 
uh, he would be the next one. And they would certainly have grounds uh, for being dereliction of duty at the border. So maybe Trump's first duty would be, hey, let's call for impeachment hearings on these two. Can you imagine? He said, I am your retribution. Maybe he really meant it on both counts. That's an interesting plan. Uh, Veronica, wow, wow, wow. You just peaked something really interesting. Who knows? This has been such an unorthodox, stunning moment. Can you imagine Trump would be at the helm of that? would agree to impeachment proceedings, maybe there is something. Imagine if he does it even on an interim basis. Day one, this is what he does. Day two, they do this. Day three, this is what they do on the funds. This is where they allocate money. This is the hearings they call for. These are the subpoenas that go out. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Wow. Let's go to BJ real quick. Line three, you just heard what Veronica threw out there. Go ahead. Sounds good, but it uh, sounds like a real cliffhanger to a streaming service uh, show, but not happening. Jim Jordan's going to be the guy. I will say this. All of those hateful eight types that voted to get rid of McCarthy, every one of them should be primaried and thrown out of, on their ear. These guys are not Republicans. And as far as uh, uh, the next speaker should be, it should be Jim Jordan. And I'm tired of the stands and the teddies. Uh, destroying the, uh, the the Republican Party. We've- Although I will say, uh, at least for Stan's part, he was saying it's a good idea to build the wall. Uh, he said, at least we need some security. Maybe he wasn't in the bar- wall, but he said the border should be secure. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great veterans and their families, a really beautiful story coming from New York, where the Purple Heart Patriot Project, which is a national Purple Heart Honor Association mission initiative, recently hosted 38 Purple Heart recipients in New York. The group included veterans from World War II to Operation Iraqi Freedom. Their week-long trip included visits to the National Purple Heart Honor, uh, Purple Heart Hall Honor of, uh, wait, Purple Heart Hall of Honor and Museum. Also, Washington's headquarters, the Statue of Liberty, the 9-11 Museum at Ground Zero, and the U.S. Military Academy. Now, back on September 21st, the recipients and their families visited West Point, the oldest continuous military base in the U.S. They toured the West Point Visitor Center, the museum, and they had lunch at the West Point Club with cadets. How beautiful. Uh, so one of the organizers of this, uh, a guy named Richie Lay, he is a Purple Heart recipient. He's chairman of the National Purple Heart Honor Mission Board of Directors, told the gathering, quote, These amazing men and women are the very best of our nation and true American heroes. Across generations and around the globe, this year's Patriotic Project honorees have defended our freedom and our liberty. Our nation's Purple Heart veterans have given body and blood defending us. And that sacrifice must always be remembered. He concluded by saying, quote, we are privileged to be able to provide this unique salute to service to our heroes. And I love 
being able to honor them here and especially all the different generations being able to meet with the young cadets too. What a wonderful, wonderful opportunity and a way to recognize our great treasures, our U.S. veterans. Well, we are talking about what everybody's buzzing about. Uh, and a lot of this started, by the way, here on this show. Uh, we interviewed, who could forget, earlier this week, a bombshell interview with Congressman Troy Nels. He is a Republican of Texas, and he had just put out a tweet after all the chaos happened at the House on Capitol Hill with Kevin McCarthy. Remember, he got ousted, and people were saying, well, well who's going to be the new House Speaker? So Troy Nels told us on the show he's nominating President Trump and explained why. Remember this. The reason I've nominated Donald J. Trump for Speaker of the House is there's no rule, there's no law, there's nothing that says that the Speaker of the House must be a member of the House of Representatives. So it can be anybody. So I, I said to myself, who better? Who better than Donald J. Trump? You know, when he was the leader of our party, he was the president of the United States. He looked at all the wonderful things he did for our country. And I'm thinking, this is the guy that could come in and, and repair the brokenness in the House of Representatives, bring us together uh, and, and make America and make Congress great again so make america and make congress great again and the interesting thing about trump's name coming out there obviously matt gates who spearheaded was part of the eight that caused all the turmoil there on capitol hill and all the issues that he had with kevin mccarthy and the policies and all that obviously there's division within the gop well matt gates back in january said this we also have to restore to the Speaker's office an actual person that ought to be in the Speaker's office, not the squatter who is currently there. And if the architect of the Capitol is listening, I sent a letter, and I would like to know what the basis is to allow somebody to occupy the Speaker's office who comes in second place ten straight times. Is there, like, some basis in law or rule or precedent for that? And so I nominate President Trump. Because we must make our country great again, and he can start by making the House of Representatives great again. So, just a few hours ago, I spoke to Laura Trump. Now, she, of course, is the daughter-in-law. She's married to Eric Trump, and she just got off the phone with her father-in-law right before she spoke with us on Cats and Cosby. Take a listen. And Laura, I got to ask you a big break of news coming in um, that it is being reported um, that your father-in-law is told. It says Fox News and maybe some others that he would accept the House speakership short term, the position that's now vacated. Uh, what are you hearing? Because he's going up to Capitol Hill. It looks like next week. Well, I actually just got off the phone with him not too long ago, and, and he he brought it up to me. And he said a lot of people are saying that I should do this. Now, I will say we will have the most effective United States Capitol and Congress you have ever seen. If Donald J. Trump is Speaker of the House, there is no doubt about that. Now, whether or not this is something that actually ends up happening, whether or not, uh, you know, he goes through with it remains to be seen. I think there's a lot to consider here. He certainly has a lot to do while he's running for president of the United States, while there are all of these unwarranted, crazy investigations and indictments against him. So he's got a lot on his plate. But if there's one person who could probably handle it all, I'll say it's probably Donald Trump. So we'll see. Which was not a no. And remember, she's very pragmatic. And then here's my follow-up question to her. 
So, Laura Trump, he did bring it up with you. It sounded like also, by the way, when he was in court yesterday, he said, look, I would be happy to help my country, serve my country. So this is something real, obviously, it seems, from him and from everything he's telling you, right? I mean, it sounds like something that, that he's, he would take seriously. I think the truth is the American people need somebody to be there as a leader. I mean, you know, we can't go on in, in pure chaos going forward in the Congress. And, and while the Republicans hold a slim majority in the House. And while they hold a slim majority in the House, uh, as things get together, maybe he could be a bridge builder in interim. It's not like he would ever do it instead of running for president, but could somehow be a bridge builder. Now, a lot of people are saying, can he be eligible? That's up for debate. Um, he is ineligible for the speakership under current House GOP rules, which bars individuals, get this, with felony indictments from serving in that role. And remember, of course, he's been indicted. He hasn't been convicted, but he's been indicted in federal. We're talking about the classified documents and, of course, the election uh, interference. So he's got federal indictments. He's got a whole bunch of indictments, but he's got federal indictments. But the rules, many people are saying, could be altered to clear the way for him to possess the gavel. That rules can be switched. There could be exceptions. They could be altered. We do know that technically there is sort of a placeholder who is in there now, Patrick McHenry, who is holding the position as sort of acting speaker, if you will. And he and the leadership could change the rules, many people are saying. So it's not totally out of the question. A lot of constitutional experts saying, yeah, it is possible. Uh, the question is, would he want to do it? What do you think? There is word tonight that he is now backing Jim Jordan, but maybe that's instead of him, or maybe he's going to throw his weight behind Jim Jordan. Maybe others are going to say, we'd rather have Donald Trump. If they can't come to a consensus, I'm sure the president and the GOP doesn't want to see 15 more rounds to becoming the next House Speaker. Does he throw himself in till the caucus figures it out? Because I'm even surprised they took a one-week break. Wouldn't you think they'd want to, like, hurry up and get this over with and at least get somebody in there? And I loved what we just heard here, who just called in when she was saying that she thinks, wow, he could come in, he could call for impeachment hearings. He could do subpoenas. He could look into purse strings because, of course, the House holds a lot of the purse strings for appropriations. There's a lot of power there. Think about what he could do in even two to three months. Think about what he could do in two to three hours. So he's even come out. There was a statement earlier tonight where he told Fox News Digital that uh, he would be willing to fill the role for 30, 60 or a 90 day period. Quote, I have been asked to speak as a unifier because I have so many friends in Congress. If they don't get the vote, they have asked me if I would consider taking the speakership until they get somebody longer term because I am running for president. In other words, I'm not obviously planning to be the full-time speaker, but he's not ruling it out. So he's going to maybe back Jim Jordan, but maybe if there is no consensus behind Jordan, could Trump be a placeholder? Until they figure things out. It's going to be an interesting week next week. That is for sure. And imagine if Trump does become the speaker. 
uh, what he could do in a short period of time. By the way, he loves Jim Jordan. So Jim Jordan, uh, there obviously wouldn't have to be a change in the rules or anything for Jim Jordan. But, boy, this is getting interesting. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm. Line one. Norm, uh, what do you think? Trump for speaker. I think that would be well. I think it's great. I think at least in the sh- in a interim period. I don't have a long term period, but in the short term period, I think it would be great. It, it's it's pure psy- psyops. I mean, I could just see him, you know, opening up, uh, you know, uh, opening up and 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 looking at you know AOC and and all, and Ilan Omar and all those people just quaking in their boots, basically. Yeah, and and, would, and you know, it'd be, be interesting. Yeah, I'd love the January six documents. Uh, you know, let's take this. Let's take the information. By the way, remember Norm earlier uh, this week we talked to Cash Patel. Cash Patel said uh, to us, and you heard it live. Cash was saying. You know, that, yeah, he was right there when Nancy Pelosi, uh, her office was given the documents. He's also well aware that the mayor of D.C. was told, get national security, get a whole bunch of National Guard and others to be in place for January 6th prior to just because it's a big crowd. We want everything to be safe. Uh, can you imagine if he's on the Hill, he could have say, I demand to get these. I'd like these documents, these documents, these documents. Let's see what you got there. Let's see where the secrets are hidden. I, he could stay 24 seven just going through documents the first 24 hours, Norm. Right. The The only thing I am concerned with is what would be the Democrats move? I mean, I'm almost concerned that they're going to like, oh, he's freaking us out. Let's freak him out. And like, God knows what they'll do. What I mean, are they going to do? Impeach him again? Still... Impeach him again for a fifth time? Yeah, but maybe they'll put like maybe they'll put like Bill Clinton in or something somewhere or, or <laughs> I, I don't know. But, you know, I don't I don't know what the deep state would do. But, you know, I, I just see them pulling something equally shocking and that's what i'm kind of concerned with yeah no you're right but but i don't think anything would shock trump at this point and i don't know if anything would shock us that's why like you know if somebody had said this you know uh you know a couple months ago even a couple weeks ago or certainly a couple years ago trump might be speaker you go what are you talking about uh but this has been such an uh untraditional time um it has been such a a wild time and he certainly uh, I could see him enjoying being the quote unifier in chief, getting access to documents, being able to subpoena people, uh, being able to push through legislation, block others. Uh, boy, you're right. Uh, they will be shaking in their boots if it were to happen. Uh, I still think it's a narrow thing, but who knows? Maybe interim it's not. Uh, let's go to Mimi. Mimi in New Hyde Park, line four. Your thoughts, Mimi? Hi. Um, they put a monitor on his real estate, and he has to show up at Atlanta, Washington, D.C., and New York. And I think it was Matt Gates who precipitated this wall. Oh, now, why do you think he precipitated it? Because they saw that there were folks there in Congress who were determined to push for border security. Is that is that why? Yes, he brought everything up. He brought up January 6th. Uh, why didn't they show the videos? Uh, why didn't they do the wall uh, included in the ceiling and the, uh, you know, the negotiations? He did include it, but then he didn't. Uh, there was a lot of things that uh, McCarthy didn't do. Right. No, no, no. And by the way, Mimi, I hear you because I do wish... 
that there had been more done for sure in Congress overall uh, about the border and cutting spending. I mean, I think that uh, they should have gone further. I 1000 percent agree with you. Uh, clearly, it's very difficult, though, to govern when you only have a few seats majority in the House. And guess what? In the Senate, it's obviously Democrat. It's a Democrat in the White House. So it's very hard when you have these numbers. And that's why everybody I tell everybody the lesson from all this is get out and vote, because it is so important to have a majority period. By the way, if there wasn't even a House majority, there'd be even no investigations. You think the Democrats would ever look into Joe Biden? Ain't going to happen under them. No way, no how, which is why it's important to keep that at least House majority uh, or at least get the Senate so things can start to really happen and at least be looked into. So the American public knows once and for all what happened. That is the most important thing. We're going to continue, everybody, with your calls. Mimi brought up some great points. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. So will President Trump be Speaker of the House? Uh, It says he's not eligible, but there are ways, according to a number of legal scholars, that the rules could be altered to clear the way for him to have the gavel and actually do it. Technically, someone who is under felony indictment cannot do it, but you don't have to be a member of Congress So there may be some creative ways to get around it, according to many legal experts. And boy, is it getting interesting. He's also backing Jim Jordan, but he's saying if there's not a cohesive one, he could come in. And boy, I'm already thinking of all the different things that he could end up doing if he had the position just for a few months. Whatever it is, next week is going to be a roller coaster, that is for sure. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Steve, line one. Steve, what do you think? I think it would be great if he takes the position and he, he attends the State of the Union address and he sits there behind uh, Bribden next to Kavala and then he tears his speech up. Yeah, like like uh, like what Pelosi did, which was so yeah, yeah, unbelievably exactly. disrespectful. Uh, I, I mean, you know what? You're right. It would be payback. You know. Yeah, yeah, it'd be funny as hell. Yeah, just stay. You know, just then, then he could quit after that. <laughs> yeah, he could say my mission is accomplished. Steve, great, great points. Wow, wow, wow. Let's go to Joaquin, line seven in Pennsylvania. Uh, what do you think oh, about the lovely. ripping of the speech? Rita, dancer, cross the Rio Grande. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say something. All right. Veronica stole some of my thunder. But, you know, earlier on Mark Levine on ABC, he actually laid out how Biden puts himself in jeopardy by not spending this appropriated money uh, on, a, on a piece of the border wall. He's actually legally required to do it. Because Biden went to court and everything, so he would be in contempt of Congress and contempt of court. So he actually has to do it. So this is all a ruse, okay? But this thing about Trump becoming uh, Speaker of the House, this is genius because he's next in line for the presidency after Kamala Harris. Yeah, and did you hear what Veronica, you, you brought up what she said was that he brings up impeachment charges on Biden and Kamala 
uh, maybe over border. And guess who's available? It's Trump. I mean, who knows? This has been the wildest time. Obviously, that's a stretch. Uh, but if someone had said to me, guess what? The leading GOP candidate next go round is going to have four indictments and all these other things and 91 charges. I go, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, in this, I, I never say never, given everything that's been happening in this alternate universe we've been living in, it seems like, for the last few years. And boy, would that be payback if that ever, ever were to happen. Let's go to Robert in Suffolk, line five. Do you think he'd do it, Robert? I have my doubts because the logistics of five court cases right now against him where he has to attend, and he has to attend to be speaker in the House on the floor. So I just can't see it working out. And that rule about one member trying to oust like McCarthy had been, that has got to go. There's no way Trump could do it because he'll be under attack all the time. No, you're right. And that that that's a killer. Uh, I mean, he McCarthy had no choice. He had to do it at the time. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gotten elected speaker. But you're right. It is ridiculous. And we saw what happened this week. Uh, let's go to Dominic in Brooklyn. Dominic, your thoughts. Yeah, it's a fabulous idea. And I support it. I think. What is that? The- Trump as speaker you're talking about? Yeah, of course. That's the subject. Yeah, Trump. But I also like to see that uh, when Trump wins the presidency, Jim Jordan will be nominated as the Speaker of the House. And I really think this might energize the United States and it will be Republicans and also win the U.S. Senate. Well, that's an interesting. By the way, uh, it may energize the Republicans. Obviously, it's a divided Republican Party. Uh, Biden is going to need some diapers because he's going to like, oh, my goodness, if that happened. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. <laughs>